You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different with author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hello, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. Welcome to House of Cards. We have got a great show today. Two extraordinary poker players. First, we are going to talk to the 2015 Card Player Player of the Year, an incredible year for Anthony Zeno. Uh, and Anthony's going to talk to us about his ascendancy to this stratified level of great play and his thoughts about the future as well. And then is an intense, philosophical, brilliant Phil Lack talking about poker in general, poker theory, and the movie that he did, Runner, Runner. Please stay tuned. You will enjoy this show. Want some more excitement in your life? Sign up at TropicanaCasino.com with promo code RADIO, and you'll get up to $100 real cash back, plus for a limited time, $10 in free bonus money to play with. Enjoy slot and casino games like Wheel of Fortune, Cleopatra, Monopoly, Blackjack, and much more. Play on desktop or mobile device with our iOS and Android apps. Must be 21 and over and located in New Jersey. New patrons only. $10 minimum deposit and a wager required to qualify for $100 real cash back. Bonus money must be played through one time before withdrawal. Rules and dates apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com. The key to winning poker is knowledge. And winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by World Series of Poker veteran Ashley Adams, can give you that knowledge. Cash games, small tournaments. Whether you're a seasoned player, a novice, or just find yourself losing more often than you win, winning No Limit Hold'em can show every type of player how to consistently win at the game of No Limit Hold'em. You know it's been said that winning isn't everything, but it sure feels a whole lot better than losing. Get winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by Ashley Adams, and start winning today. Now available at Amazon.com and wherever great books are sold. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. Now, I do some other stuff, but poker, that's the thing I do best.
Welcome back, listeners. You're listening to House of Cards. I'm Ashley Adams, your host for the hour. And we are very, very lucky because we are being joined by Card Players Player of the Year for 2015, Anthony Zeno, who won going away. He was leading the whole year in points far, far ahead and finished with an extraordinary number of points, had an amazing year, and he's with us now. Anthony, are you there? I am. Hello, everyone. Hello. And I'm really glad you can join us. Can you fill our listeners in who might not be familiar with your background, how it is that you became a professional poker player, Anthony? Absolutely, yeah. I uh, had studied um, engineering, and then I decided to go to law school. And while I was in law school, I started playing some online poker, uh, you know, small amounts. And I realized that I was pretty good at it, having been a gamer my whole life. I've always liked to play games. Nintendo games, uh, computer games, whatever it might have been that had some strategy. So I took to it, and I realized that uh, I could maybe travel a lot and try to make some money doing it. So I gave it a shot, and uh, after lots and lots of ups and downs, I um, got better at it and better at it and built the discipline required to uh, play for a living because it's not just skills, it's discipline and skills. And now here I am. I've, I've made it through a lot of hard work, you know. Yes, I guess you had over what three and almost three and a half million in earnings this past year. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, technically on the books, it shows at about three and a half million. <laughs> but when we play, yeah, as a prof- when we play professionally, we often have you know investors uh, putting money into our bigger, larger buy-ins, and of course, sometimes you'll do what we call swaps, which is when we um, exchange percentages with other pros so you know uh, especially with the investors coming in it ends up being uh, significantly less than what it shows up on paper as winnings and then of course the big approximately 35 percent tax bill coming up but yeah it's been, uh, <laughs> amazing run the, the cooler part of this year isn't the numerics as much as the fact that i managed to win my first world series of poker bracelet in uh Kotlin in omaha I mean, my first World Series of Poker bracelet, period, and it happened to be in Potlum, Omaha. That was awesome. And I, and I also somehow won back-to-back World Poker Tour events, which was my second and my third World Poker Tour win. So now I've got three. So that was why this year was outstanding for me, something that I'll never forget. I mean, I'll be 85 years old and remember this year forever, you know? So a couple of questions about this year. Do you think that you, through skill and concentration and focus, raised your game to another level? Or do you think this is really just the product of variance and good play that you've had for a few years? I think it's a combination of everything. It's a good question. I think I'd say that over the years I've raised my skill and discipline and focus, you know, probably linearly. But as the years went on, I've been getting better and better. Um, but you know, I, I, it could have just as well had happened in 2012 or 13 uh, when I won Borgata WPT, for example. Uh, but it just happened to be that this year um, I started off with some small success, and then I went to Falls, uh, Toronto, Niagara Falls, and I just kind of nailed the World Poker Tour there, and then kind of had a nice rush of confidence going to the following World Poker Tour in LA, and then. Uh, that's one of the most prestigious uh, prestigious tournaments in the in the world. Actually, it's a 10k freeze out, and in other words, you can't re-enter. And you know, with the skill sets that I have acquired over the past eight years, and the confidence flowing, and you know, just kind of knowing that I can um, maybe intimidate some opponents in certain spots because they know I'm coming off my big win or whatever. So I utilize my my image at the table. I was able to kind of bring everything to happen. But, you know, ultimately, you can never say that it was purely based on skill with poker, because you can play an A game and be the best player in the world, and statistically, sometimes you might just not have a single cash for an entire year. You know, it's just the way the game is. So it's a combination effect. You know, it just happened to be a really good year, an outlier on the graph, I guess you'd say, in combination with me having gotten to the peak of my game uh, skill-wise and discipline-wise, etc., I guess I'm interested. I, I agree with all those things. Of course, there's variance, and of course, there's a ton of skill involved, too. <clears throat> yeah. Was there a moment in your ascendancy as a pro where you said, all right, now I know I have it? Or was it just kind of a, a gradual thing? You found yourself playing a whole lot, and you said, I guess I'm a pro. Was there an epiphany, or was it just gradual over time? 
You know, what, uh, for me, it was uh, more just um, the fact that when I first started playing, I um, I correlated it a lot with having when I played video games all my life. I used to play like any game I could get my hands on. I could go to the arcade and play Mortal Kombat or whatever it might have been. Back in the day, you would go in an arcade, put 50 cents in, you could play Mortal Kombat, and and there'd be a line of people waiting to play, and you'd play uh, one-on-one, you'd fight each other, and then the winner got to stay in the game and take on the next contestant, and the, and the next contestant had to put 50 cents in the machine. And I'd be that guy that would kind of stand there continuously winning up to a point that I just, you know, I had played enough I just always took two games. So having been a gamer, which involves, you know, a lot of strategy and patience, because in games you tend to fail and then, you know, learn from your mistakes and then fail again and keep learning and getting better at the game. So poker, I took to it in the same way. So there there was a bit of an epiphany when it was like kind of early on and I was consistently, I, was, I started with playing sit and goes back when we could play online poker in the States and I was consistently making it in the top three in these sit-and-goes and, you know, making it to the money and saying to myself, these players are making a lot of mistakes. And, uh, you know, clearly I have you know, an advantage here. Okay. Uh, we'll be right back with more House of Cards after a quick break. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a Pro-Caliber poker table. Pro-Caliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now, you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a Pro-Caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, that's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025-POKER, 24025-POKER, that's 240-257-6537. ProCaliber Poker Tables, stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. to the House of Cards. The way I see it, poker's like some kind of cosmic metaphor. It's like even though the cards fall in a random order that you can't possibly predict, you can still beat them. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Uh, listeners, we're talking yeah. to Anthony Zeno. I notice in your bio, Anthony, that you are originally from Cranston, Rhode Island, and that you now live in Boston. Is that true? Are you still a Boston resident? Uh, nope. So I was in. Cran- I grew up in Cranston. I was in Boston for eight years. That's where I went to law school. That's where I lived for a few years after law school. I love Boston. That was uh, what was on my Massachusetts ID. Um, you know, when I made a lot of cash, so it shows Boston from my Hendon mob and things. But 
Uh, I go to visit as much as I can, but I'm no longer a resident there. Uh, now I've got an apartment in Las Vegas, and I try to go visit my family in Rhode Island as much as I can, but I pretty much live on the road right now. <laughs> so my residence kind of becomes whichever hotel I'm in. So currently I'm at the Borgata in Atlantic City, and uh, next I'll be uh, in Dublin, Ireland. There's a European Poker Tour event. I'm excited because I've only been to Dublin once, and it wasn't for very long, and I thought it was a great, great city. So I'm excited for that one. And so pretty much kind of just going around for now and as much as I can while striking while the iron is hot, you know. I think that's great. You know, I can literally hear our listeners salivating at the prospect (laughs) of making it to the top. I can't literally hear it, of course, but I can almost hear them salivating at the prospect of doing living your life. I guess I had a couple of questions about getting to the level you're at. Did you find that there was anything that helped you accelerate your game uh, to the level it's at now, whether it was books or videos or a group of guys you talked to, or what was it that you would say helped contribute to you becoming the incredibly strong player you are today? Well, uh, whenever people ask me that, the best answer I always have for that was that it was, it really came down to putting in a high volume of hours played. So practice, practice, practice. In other words, I actually did, I've never read a poker book I might have read a few strategy articles or something that I don't even really remember. I never really talked with people about hands and things. I kind of developed my own strategy. Um, I've watched a lot of poker on TV, though, and the reason I did that was to try to put myself into the shoes of the people that I was watching and say, if I were he or she, I would do X, Y, Z and watch what they do and see if it was better or worse and kind of like note, you know, note it. Also watch physical mannerisms on TV, I think is pretty important because clearly I'm a very good live poker player. So that means that I'm, 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 you know, sometimes you can sense uncomfortability from your opponents and these type of things come from playing a lot, but also watching on TV, seeing what hand they have and how they physically react was a big part of improving my live game. But when it really comes down to it, uh, the core of poker is a mathematical game. So putting in hours and hours of practice, there's no way around that. I mean, you're not going to be one of the best players in the world uh, without putting in those hours. Uh, it's just like anything else. If someone wants to go be the best pool player in the world, the best bowler or golfer in the world, they just have to put in the hours, you know? Right. Do you That's play? Yes, that answers very well. You're, what I hear you saying is that it was – uh, doing the time, so to speak, more than reading any books, which you rare, never read, articles very rarely. You didn't have a, a group of guys that you talked to. You just put right. it in. You put the time in, and you drew your own conclusions and figured it out for yourself. Exactly, yeah. I've That's always a, been more self-taught, self-taught yeah. type of guy. In school, I would kind of like to learn from the books more than interact with people, just kind of the way I was. So I'm sure that everyone would kind of have their own strategy based on how they their brains, you know, how they prefer to learn in general. But my learning strategy has always been more of a self-taught that keeps trying and failing and fixing, you know? Right. That's kind of been my model. It's it's unusual to hear, by the way. I interview a lot of top-level players, (laughs) and you are really one of only two people that has said that really you have not benefited much from books, articles, videos, or conversations with other people. That's very impressive. Uh, we have Thank about you. a minute and a half left. You sure. be- you are the 2015 Card Player Player of the Year. I guess my last question for you is, what other goals do you have, realistic goals, for the next year or two now that you've kind of reached the summit? What's left for you? What are you looking to achieve <laughs> in the next year or two? Well, that's a great question. I'd say my primary goal is to always maintain being myself because uh, clearly my, my financial situation has changed quite a bit in the past year and a half. I'm like, I, I think I, 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 I really want to always try to be the guy that I always was when I was broke and in law school coming out with 150000 in debt and, and having the debt collectors, you know, chasing me around while I tried to to just to make $500 in a cash game and just like, you know, there are part times I was struggling and, and kind of in need of people to maybe talk to me and make me feel better. Whatever. I want to always be that same guy. So my goal in that 
sense is to just always be the same, um, you know, be the same way and try to, and also try to keep uh, providing a good image for poker because I think poker tournaments, uh, especially, are a good thing that, you know, people should be playing a lot more of them. They don't have to be big, they can be $50 buy ins, but I think that it's good for it's kind of like a nice, fun competition with a lot of like. You know, it's it's like watching football on TV. Like, and I mean, it just it brings people together, and the rivalry is fun, etc. And then, as far as poker goals go, I kind of have a you know a fun goal. I'd love to be the first person to have a fourth World Poker Tour trophy. I'd be the first person ever to have that. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, but you know, statistically speaking, it would also be amazing <laughs> to hit another one. And I guess. Uh, I've been taking some shots at the European Poker Tour recently, which I never used to do. For example, this Dublin trip is for that. If I were to hit one of those main events, I would be considered a triple crown winner by having a World yeah, Poker Tour title, right. a bracelet, and APD. So, so those are my my goals, but mainly just to try to stay stay grounded. I guess Great. is what my goal is. Well, I wish you well. I hope you get a uh, another bracelet. I hope you get another ring. And uh, I look forward to seeing you and having you coming back on when you have your next major achievement, Anthony. Thank you so much. I, I love to be on. I love to be on the show. Thank you. I'm honored. Great uh, that you take the time for me. Well, thank, thank you. you for joining us. That's Anthony Anthony Zeno, the 2015 Card Player Player of the Year, an extraordinary year for Anthony. We look forward to following him in the year to come. Listeners, stay tuned. We'll be back after a quick break. Attention poker players! Do you like using your tablet or phone at the poker table, but hate running out of battery at the end of a long tournament day or cash game? Then you need the Grinder Gadget. The Grinder Gadget is a portable, compact charging station and stand designed by poker players for poker players. It gently grips the rail and allows you to prop up and charge your phone or tablet without touching the felt. The Grinder Gadget not only works well on a poker rail, but just about anywhere. An airplane tray, a desk, anywhere. No more setting up your tablet on some wobbly table or leaving it on the floor. Its battery is powerful enough to charge most tablets and phones and still have plenty of juice left over for your headphones or any other device you have. You can even purchase a backup battery for those extra long sessions or trips. So if you like to grind while you grind, the Grinder Gadget is exactly what you've been waiting for. Check out www.grindergadget.com for more information. Get grinding and stay grinding with the Grinder Gadget. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. Pro-caliber tables are made with high-quality gaming suede and suited speed cloths. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a pro-caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code HOC Radio when you check out at ProCaliberPoker.com or when ordering by phone at 240-25-POKER. That's 240-257-6537. Remember, to get your free gift when ordering your poker table, use offer code HOC Radio. That's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O. Order by phone at 240-257-6537 or online at ProCaliberPoker.com. ProCaliber Poker Tables. Stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. 
That's JerseyManMagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to let you know about a newspaper in the New England area. If you're looking for poker tournaments or the latest promotions at Foxwoods, Mohegan Sun, Twin River, or if you want to find out what's happening in Las Vegas, Atlantic City, or other casinos around the country, then I recommend you check out New England Gaming News for all the latest news, events, and hot casino action from around the region. You can do that in one of two ways. You can either pick up their free copies at gambling venues throughout New England, or you can visit them at www.thenegn.com and sign up for exclusive specials and promotions. That's www.thenegn.com. The New England Gaming News, New England's only resource for complete casino and poker news. Need to sell your house fast? We're Homevestors, the We Buy Ugly Houses people. You've seen our big yellow billboards with our caveman Ugg, but did you know that Homevestors is America's number one home buyer? At Homevestors, we can buy your house as is, pay you cash, and usually pay most of the closing costs, and we close fast. Call today for your no obligation consultation and get out of that ugly real estate situation. If your house needs repairs, you're ready to downsize, tired of renters and those rental property repairs, retiring, experiencing a job transfer, inherited a property, or just need to sell your house fast, do what thousands of satisfied Homevestor customers have done. Call Homevestors today for a no-obligation consultation at 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. We'll close fast and pay cash. So what are you waiting for? Call Homevestors today. 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. Hey, this is Dave Weishato from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of February 15th, 2016. Well, there seems to be a standoff in New Jersey. The Borgata Casino has stated that it intends to stop paying taxes unless Atlantic City pays a portion of its tax refund. A judge agreed with Borgata that the city should pay $62.5 million to the casino. According to the Associated Press, Atlantic City stated they cannot pay and is considering filing for bankruptcy. In total, Atlantic City owes the Borgata $170 million in tax refunds. The Super Bowl has come and gone, and some are calling it the most bet game in Nevada sportsbook history. According to the Nevada Gaming Control Board, bettors gambled a record $132.5 million on the game. This broke the previous record of $119.4 million set two years ago. This has been the 25th time in the past 27 years that the Nevada sportsbooks have profited from the game. And finally, it's been a strange week if you lived in Crystal City, Texas. According to the U.S. Department of Justice, almost every top official in the town has been arrested for taking bribes and for being involved in an illegal gambling operation. The mayor, the mayor pro tem, city manager, a city council member, and a former city council member were all arrested by the FBI. The city is known as the spinach capital of the world, and it might be known for something else after this. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Want some more excitement in your life? Sign up at virgincasino.com with promo code VIRGIN and you'll get up to $100 real cash back, plus for a limited time, $10 in free bonus money to play with. Enjoy slot and casino games like Wheel of Fortune, Cleopatra, Monopoly, Blackjack, and much more. Play on desktop or mobile device with our iOS and Android apps. Must be 21 or over and located in New Jersey. New patrons only. $10 minimum deposit and a waiter required to qualify for $100 real cash back. Bonus money must be played through one time before withdrawal. Rules and date supply. Gambling problem? Call one 800 gambler you're listening to the house of cards get me your five card stud <laughs> cocktail <laughs> Hi, listeners. You're listening to House of Cards. This is Ashley Adams, and as promised, we have one of the best-known images and names in the poker world joining us now. His name is Phil Lack. He is known or used to be known as the Unabomber. 
He is a professional poker player who has just uh, been making a movie, Runner, Runner, which we'll talk a little bit about. But without any further ado, here he is. Phil, are you there? I'm here. Hey, how are you doing, Ashley? Good to be on the show. Thanks well, for having me. I'm really glad. We're, we're really proud to have you on, Phil. Uh, for those listeners, the two or three out there who don't know your story, could you just give a thumbnail sketch of how you came to be one of the uh, best-known professional poker players? Well, one of the great things about poker is it's a um, uh, meteor, uh, what's it called, when uh, a rise to the top is from accolade. It's an accolade-driven profession. If you know what you're doing, you'll just rise to the top. You don't need to have a college degree or uh, you you don't need anything except heart, determination, patience to learn the game, and anyone can be a winner of poker. It's an incredible opportunity that's available to anybody. It's really, but you do have to, like, be good at games and, and be loving the whole thing. So, yeah, that's how it happened. I just loved games, and I felt, found, about, found out about poker, and then I started winning things. That happens to anyone who loves games and is clever enough to figure out the ins and outs, you know? Well, now, slow down one second, Phil. Lots of people love poker, and very, very few rise as far as you have risen. What did you do, and when did you get a clue that, hey, you know, I might be able to do this for a living? Uh, well, I certainly, my guidance counselor in, uh, high school didn't, <laughs> no one told me that games were available. I went off and got a degree in engineering and what have you. I did some work in finance and, and, uh, engineering and whatever before I actually discovered gambling quite by accident. And it was probably good that I didn't discover it till a little bit later in the game. If I discovered it as a profession, maybe I would have skipped out on everything, you know, education-wise especially, you know. How did you uh, discover it? What were you doing, I and just, how did you f- stumble into poker? Um, I, I stumbled into poker because uh, I've always just been around games and visited games, clubs, etc., and uh, I remember I was shooting pool once in New York, and it was in a poker room, and I just noticed the poker room nearby, and I'd never played poker, but I'd played other games, you know, backgammon and chess and pool and whatever and I was just attracted to it kind of casually and one thing led to another I played it one one night and that was it I just needed about half an hour to fall in love it was it's a really fun game it's really fun if you <laughs> ever accidentally end up playing it you're going to be hooked you know were you at the Mayfair club or was it some other place yes that was the, the first place I ever saw poker was at the Mayfair club but my first hand of poker played wasn't there uh, I actually didn't have the money to play at the Mayfair. That was a big stakes, you know, back way back. I was playing uh, uh, the Diamond Club, a place John. Oh Hanley yeah, in the twenties. That, that was in the uh, e- e- the West Twenties down in yeah, Manhattan, right? Twenty fifth West Twenty Third or something like that. I forget. That was down in nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, something like that. That was for. And then right after I learned about poker, I went off to um, California, and then. Through a very random domino succession of things, I met some interesting people. One person I met was Brian Koppelman. Brian became a buddy of mine, and when he was telling me that he was making not Rounders 2, but a different movie that had poker in it called Runner Runner, I was like, Brian, oh, wow. And uh, one thing led to another, and he, he, we had, I ended up going down and participating in the building of that movie. It was a lot of fun. The experience was great, and it doesn't bother me at all that my scene was left on the editing floor. Uh, <laughs> it, it was going to be a small part anyways. It was just like Antonio and me and some people playing poker uh, at a poker table in the – well, where else would you play poker? But, like, outside at this, like, nighttime party where some covert operations were happening between Justin and Ben Affleck in the espionage thriller that is, you know. I haven't seen the movie yet. It's coming out soon, but – uh, that was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun making that uh, production, and I it, and people, and it was you know I don't know what's what else can we talk about? Well, let me ask you this: Where do you play your poker these days? Are you just following okay. a tour around, or do you play in a local I play, casino? I, I'm a blend player. I play I would say twenty five percent home games that are just cash games, whatever, and I probably play like thirty five percent tournaments and then maybe thirty five percent casino cash games. So I kinda roam around. Do you like huge fields or do you prefer I'm having a smaller field? Oh my God. Give me the most ginormous fields because I the bigger the field, the more opportunities you're gonna have. If you can get to day four and five, 
you know, I like to play my dream thing. He said, Phil, what, what's your dream poker what's thing? What's your said, dream oh, poker thing, Phil? I'll tell you, it would be like a two-mile drive to a home game playing high, high-stakes poker with some sharpies, some sharks, and then a couple of astro fishes where all I can do is win <laughs> God unfolding stacks of chips and whatever. It would just be like crazy. So how do you get to recreate that? Well, it's hard because, you know, those games aren't every day. Well, it, it sounds the way you've told the story, and we've heard it in bits and pieces here, is that you just kind of fell in love with poker and you had a lot of natural energy and excitement about it and you played poker and you won and you've been winnings ever since and it's been fun and great and high energy and terrific and everybody can do it. And what I'm wondering is, do you ever study the game? Do you actually do okay, any, okay. or is it all just natural I will, talent? I will preface, I'll answer that simply, yes. I'm a... Uh, the guy that in the shower will have a nirvana moment and realize how I could have played a hand a little bit better, or I'm constantly thinking at the table. I'm not really thinking that much about poker away from the table. It happens from time to time, but when I'm at the table, my main is, even if I'm not in a hand, I'm racing through the, uh, the betting patterns of the other players to see if they match up with good play, imperfect play, how I can exploit them in a non-weighted game environment that will you know, appear in the next hand. And I've always been, a, I love learning. When there's something, nothing going on, you can make something go on in your head by just learning. And by the way, don't get me wrong, I was always the kid, I was always a little bit of a nerd, you know. I was the kid when the Rubik's Cube came out. I was a punk-ass little kid. I found the cube. I knew there were like, I was already enough of a nerd that I knew that there was little, uh, what do you call it, those solution puzzle things when the answer books for the yes, solutions. Yes. But I, was, I didn't want to go and cheat. I wanted to see how deep I could go on my own. And, uh, you know, to prove that I am not uh, the next Sean Nash, I could only get the first two levels. The third level I could not get as an eight-year-old on the Rubik's Cube. I had to go. I eventually went to uh, and broke down. I went to the library, got the little solution book, and went, oh, wow, there's three different solutions. Oh, I see. And, you know, my brain was stretching, but I wasn't good enough to get all three levels. But uh, When you yeah. were eight, you weren't good enough. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, the funny thing is that whole Rubik's Cube thing, I remember picking – and so I knew by the time I was 10 years old I could do a Rubik's Cube. I could do it in under a minute. As an adult, I picked up a Rubik's Cube, and I started fumbling with it and realized, oh, my God, I was worse and less nimble as a thinker and was than I was as a 10-year-old. I, didn't, I think that if, I, if you gave me a Rubik's Cube – I'm pretty sure it would take me about two to three times as long as it took me when I was nine to solve it again. Because I don't remember. I'd have to reteach myself the whole thing. So, uh, But I'm okay with that because I would still be doing – I'd still be working towards improvement, you know. So that's the answer, I guess. Okay, actually. good. That's a good answer. I got, I got a follow-up question for you. Let's say you're in a room of 20-somethings who are all wannabe professional poker players, and they're looking to you as the oracle of poker wisdom to give them advice about how to pursue their career. Do you give them any instruction about how to study? What do you tell them? Yeah. Actually, first of all, I want to uh, say that you are, a, I've, for the listeners out there, I've only met Ashley now for these first, uh, I don't know, perhaps 20 minutes or something. You have a good soul. I can feel you have good energy, and you remind me of my Uncle Tom, a man that I uh, have always loved and will always love. His, his style of communication is similar, and I know exactly what you're reaching for. And so I'm going to give you, both that compliment and the answer you're looking for. And the answer is this. Yes. Um, there are things I would say. The first one I would say is, you know that billboard that you see in Times Square once in a while and it, or something? You see it somewhere. And it says, be happy with nothing, comma. And, then, and it doesn't say, and then. It just says, and be happy with everything. But it's implying, and then be happy with everything. Because once you achieve happiness with just nothing, which is, you know, the Buddhist Zen Try to arrive. Now, why do I shoot into this little philosophical excerpt with poker? Because poker is something like 85% philosophy. Then it's 15% game theory and uh, non-weighted gaming theory and, and uh, you know, co co um, competition in cooperative environments, etc. It's like everything stems off. Without having the Buddhist kung fu... David Carradine catches the ass from behind kind of mentality. Without having this, I can walk the rice paper and leave no footprint kind of spiritual uh, paradigm. You're almost drawn dead in poker because it will, it will vet out all the humanness in you and chop it up on a 
butcher block and leave just remnants of you because it's a it's a it's very um, it's like nature it's like trying to surf nature and sometimes the wave will just just push you down and drown you for five minutes and if you're not tough uh, spiritually it will engulf uh, you I don't know I like that no I'd like to, uh, just for those who just tuned in and couldn't figure it out for themselves we're talking to Phil Lack. And I like what you just said. Be happy with nothing. Be happy with everything. And I think that is the key in many ways to embracing poker because yeah, and by the way, you've got to be able to accept it. Yep. Yeah, and it reminds me, like, when I remember when I was learning billiards. Now, I had grown up with the pool cue a little bit here and there, but nothing, like, extraordinary. Maybe I was when I was 20, I could get two balls in a row, and I felt, like, powerful, you know? Whereas... I was playing pool with sometimes friends that could get five in a row in. And one day I was out with Mikey and he could get five, seven in a row and no problem. And I asked for his advice in a shot between two choices. And he said, Phil, the point of this game is not to make the next shot. The point is to approach it with enthusiasm of trying to puzzle it out and do your best with the moment. The outcome is completely irrelevant. It's the pursuit of that moment and trying to optimize it that all that matters. And you're on your own journey for that. It's like snowboarding the backside of a mountain. And uh, that very much applies in poker. If you're just happy with whatever level you're at, you're, it's very, you know, it's like golf or some other kind of professions that, that you just keep getting better at your whole life. Uh, it's about enjoying the journey kind of, you know. Well, Phil, you've made me and I think our listeners enjoy this journey. You're very kind. Thank you for having me, and, I, uh, and it was great meeting you, Actually, Hope to meet you in, day, in person one day. Me too. That's right, Phil yeah. Lack, uh, wonderful, wonderful guest, maybe the best interview we've done here for a long time. Fascinating. You're too kind. You're too kind. Thank you. <laughs> take care, Phil. All right. See you, buddy. Bye. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Want some more excitement in your life? Sign up at TropicanaCasino.com with promo code RADIO, and you'll get up to $100 real cash back, plus for a limited time, $10 in free bonus money to play with. Enjoy slot and casino games like Wheel of Fortune, Cleopatra, Monopoly, Blackjack, and much more. Play on desktop or mobile device with our iOS and Android apps. Must be 21 and over and located in New Jersey. New patrons only. $10 minimum deposit and wager required to qualify for $100 real cash back. Bonus money must be played through one time before withdrawal. Rules and dates apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com. The key to winning poker is knowledge. And winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by World Series of Poker veteran Ashley Adams, can give you that knowledge. Cash games, small tournaments. Whether you're a seasoned player, a novice, or just find yourself losing more often than you win, winning No Limit Hold'em can show every type of player how to consistently win at the game of No Limit Hold'em. You know it's been said that winning isn't everything, but it sure feels a whole lot better than losing. Get winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by Ashley Adams, and start winning today. Now available at Amazon.com and wherever great books are sold. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. 
Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. Everybody is to leave here immediately. This cafe is closed until further notice. Clear the room at once. How can they close me up? On what ground? I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. You're winning, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Everybody out at once. Welcome back, listeners. This is House of Cards. I'm Ashley Adams, and I'm joined in studio by one of my producers, Dave Weishattle, the more handsome of the Weishattle brothers, I think. Well, I think so, too. Yeah, there you go. Uh, this is Mailbag. So what do we have, Dave? Well, first, uh, I want to say, you know, we always love hearing from our listeners, and, you know, we have a hotline, our website. You can get in touch with us by Twitter and Facebook. The one thing you can't do is is call the station because we're not there at a particular radio station. But you can call us at 609-474-4627. What's that number again? That's 609-474-4627. One more time. 609-474-4627. Okay, that's good. Actually, when Doug came first up with it, it, it actually 609-474-HOCR for House of Cards Radio. But it, you know. I always uh, give the number, so I don't know. Okay, good. But uh, the guys who actually fielded the phone calls at the we- at the um, stations actually passed on what so- some of the people were asking about. They passed on? Uh, they passed I'm on. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah, right. laughs> but uh, um, what were they talking about? Well, the big question was, you know, it's World Series of Poker time. You know, you're going out to Vegas, and I guess everyone wants an edge. Everyone wants to do well in poker tournaments that – and a lot of people are wondering, how do you start preparing for the World Series of Poker and its events? Well, you, I, you know, I've written about this. I've talked about this. The truth is, it comes up every year. 99, <laughs> 99% of preparing is just getting your poker game better in general so that you're playing at your best in general. Mm-hmm. There are some specific things that I've recommended. First of all, it's very easy when you go to Las Vegas, if you know, you realize some people live there, but I'm talking about all the people who don't, to not have enough rest going into these events. These events are long. They're not as grueling as they used to be. They mm-hmm. scheduled them in a way that allows you a decent amount of time in between sessions for a three-day event or for the main event many more days. But I always recommend don't you know, just party and take advantage of the factory <laughs> in Las Vegas because you're going to be whipped. Mm-hmm. You need the stamina. Uh, which is one of the reasons I think why so many of the people that finish at the final table are so young is because they have stamina, and a lot of us old guys don't. So I suggest getting good rest. Um, This is going to sound corny, but diet, high salt, high alcohol, high fat foods, which is what you tend to have when you go out there, you drink, you have a lot of fast food, doesn't help you improve your stamina and your strength. And so I can re- recommend a good, decent diet. Um, hydration, very important in Las Vegas. Those of us from the rest of the world aren't used to the incredibly dry, hot climate. And though, even though we think, well, I'm not passing out, the dehydration takes it effect, its effect. It wears on you. It hurts your ability to concentrate. It makes you sick, etc. So pump the fluids. Eat decent food. I'm sounding like my grandmother. Know, right? uh, make sure you have aspirin. And then, well, are you are you allowed to bring food yeah, or snacks? I always and, do. And like I always Gatorade bring to the table. Yeah, or something I always like that? bring a. I usually have a shoulder bag of some kind. Okay. And I carry in it. I mean, this again, this is going to sound silly, but I carry easy to eat snacks, mm-hmm. so I don't have to worry about getting a meal during the play. Sometimes I get one anyway, but I always have unsalted peanuts. I have bananas. I usually have an apple, other fruit, dried fruit. Uh, sometimes I'll have a couple of energy bars. Um, and I avoid 
salty things like uh, snacks, like uh, potato chips, popcorn, all yeah. that stuff. Um, but healthy snacks I find very useful. I also bring... Does it have to be healthy? Because uh, I even heard of marathoners bringing around jelly beans, eating them with pumps of sugar up. And that, that's what I hear. So I don't know. Is there I some weird kind I, of I food that you that have? You can do that. I don't do that. I bring, uh, you know, some kind of energy bars, cheap yeah. ones, though, because I'm cheap. Like, so Quaker Oatmeal makes some kind of energy bars, that I'll, like granola bars. Mm-hmm. Uh, raisins, peanuts, unsalted, uh, sometimes dried bananas, but some fresh fruit. And then I'll also bring a bottle of analgesics like aspirin or Tylenol and Mm -hmm. Advil uh, and a lot of bottled water. Now, they give out bottled water, but I don't want to have to wait. I don't want to have to tip. You know, (laughs) if I drink in 20 bottles of water over the course of a tournament, that's 20 bucks. So I'll bring my own for, you know, 29 cents a bottle. That's a lot of bathroom breaks, too. I don't know if you can get up. Every, That's you know. true. You can always get up and go to the bathroom. They'll blind you off. Okay. Uh, and there are breaks uh, that people generally rush to the bathroom. But that's what I do. And, and as far as mental preparation, I don't know. You get good rest. You get good diet. I, oh, I exercise. I always make sure to walk, you know, a few miles in the morning, early morning before it's hot so that my body is at least not completely inert all right listeners that will do it for the mailbag segment but uh come back next week we'll be back This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.